would have. I'm here to be humbled, not praised. Oh, my goodness. That, that's wonderful. I love you guys. I really do. But as the pastor brought this here material out and was giving it to us to tell us each one what, what, what we'd be doing, yeah, he, he, he couldn't sit still. And I, I, I couldn't either. I got excited just from the titles of this stuff. Like this one tonight, the devil's days are numbered. When he told me that, my spirit just got all excited. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I about jumped up and joined him there. Gosh, I know how you feel, brother. It's exciting. It is. Oh, gracious. Awesome God. Now, y'all going to have to remember this here is just coming from an old Mill Hill boy. Not much education like old Uncle Bud, but I'll do the best I can. We we have all played that what if game game when we were kids, weren't we? Man, what if I could throw a fastball about ninety five miles an hour? I could be playing for a professional baseball team right now. I ain't got no favorite, so I'll just say team, okay? And if I could throw a football sixty yards, I, I would be a great quarterback. Oh man. Or if I could, if, if, I think when we're talking about sports teams, I think about hockey teams and what these guys had to put on, all the protective equipment they have. Just like football players put on these, all these pads and everything. And a hockey player, man, he dresses out. All these pads on his legs down through here, on his arms and his chest, gloves, got the hockey stick, and a mask made out of bulletproof material because he has to block all these missiles coming at him about 100 miles an hour. Hockey pucks, not missiles, hockey pucks. He has to block all that stuff, man. Wow. So we have to put on the armor of God, too. And tonight we're going to start off about the old devil here. He said, back in the book of Genesis, one chapters 1 through 3. There was an angel, and he fell from glory. And why? We don't know. Don't know. And in the beginning, God created everything. Everything was perfect. The trees, the animals, and even the angel. But this angel fell for some reason. Why did he fall is what I want to know. Why did he fall? Wow. And this angel that failed, he, he, he had many names. He, he, was, he was known as a tempter, evil one, a deceiver, father of lies, prince of demons, and the, mo the most one we remember is devil, which means divide, like the preacher was talking about this morning. He loves to divide things, separate things. Why did he fall from God? Wow. Now, the first power play, if you think about it, it didn't happen on Wall Street. It didn't happen in the halls of Congress. It didn't happen on a battlefield. It happened in a Garden of Eden, the first power play in history. 
happened right there. That fallen angel, he, he made his way in, in, into, the, into that garden. He opened the curtain a little bit there and just snuck himself in there with an old hiss and a, and a wink and a snakish grin. He came into that garden in the form of a snake, one of the perfect animals that God, or reptiles that God had ever made. It was perfect until that time. And he come in there, and what he did, he, he questioned, in chapter 3, he questioned God's word. He asked that woman, he said, did he really say that you couldn't eat from the tree of life? What was he doing? He was taking God's word. He was changing it, manipulating it, everything else. What was he doing to Eve? He had targeted her out. He was playing, playing his battles with her mind, getting her to think, getting her to doubt, just like the old devil does us today. He'll get you to doubt. And so she got to doubting you now. And he told her, he says, you, you surely won't die. He said, you, you'll open your eyes. You'll be just like Christ, just like God. You'll, you'll, see, you'll know evil from good. Boy, she really got to thinking then. He said, you're going to be just like God. He opened the curtains a little bit to the throne so you could sit on this throne. He tempted her. Told her, oh, man. Oh. And they, we, know, we know the story. We know the the name game started after that. The blame game started after that, didn't it? She blamed uh, Satan and uh, it, it, Adam blamed her and everything else. Mind games. And that's where the devil really attacks us today. I know I was we, we, in Sunday school a couple of weeks ago, one of, one of my uh, the ladies in there, she said, Larry, we was talking about... Uh, how you, the devil fights you against your body and everything. I can take the pain. from I, I can go through these physical things pretty easy. Well, not easy. It's hard. But when he gets to talk, she said, Larry, these things I can handle. She said, but those mind things I can't. I ain't going to tell you her name, but her initials is Lori Grace. So so, so she said, yeah, and, and I agree. I said, yeah, this, these mind games. She gets, get, tears you up with these mind games. You know, doesn't the Bible tell us to be perfect for God is perfect? Oh, boy. You would not believe the do-overs that I had to do like the pastor had been talking about. He said, he said do it. He had to do, do something wrong and he had to do it over. I, I remember watching Price is Right. You know, they, they do this putt thing. You, you know golf. He just do this putt thing. If you put this ball to that hole up there, you're going to win a car. And if you don't get it the first time, you get a second try. But thank God. And if they don't get it on the second trial, they out of luck. But thank God. He don't give you just a number of trials. He lets you keep doing it over and over again, you know. When I got saved, you know, Jesus came into my heart and life. Forgave me of all my sins. Made me whole again. Cleaned me. Holy. And I took on, and I started walking with Christ. And you wouldn't believe the mistakes that this old boy had. He tells tell a godly man, <laughs> Don't, don't lift me up here. I'm still down here. I've made so many mistakes. I've had a lot of do-overs I had to do. He said, be ye perfect for I am perfect. Now, I'm far from perfect. 
But we, being perfect is not having blemishes or anything. It's just, just a perfect thing, you know. But we, we can be perfectionalist. We're, we're, we're a creature in work, aren't we? We, can, we start building this thing here. We want to be perfect like Christ. And when I make a mistake, man, that ain't going to do. Let's erase this and do it over. So I can go to God. Say, God, I done messed up again. Please forgive me for this right here. You know what he's going to do? When he, when he first saved me, he said he took those sins. He threw them as far as the east is from the west and north is from the south out into the sea of forgetfulness. So what do you think he does when you make a mistake? He takes that there sin. He throws it into the sea for forgetfulness. As far as the east is from the, the west and north is from the south. You get to do it over again. Oh, boy. What does the devil do? Larry, I want you to do this over here. I want you to teach Sunday school. Let's just say teach Sunday school. Man, I can't do that. You just don't know how many mistakes I've made. The devil's going to tell you, you don't, you're not worthy. You can't do that. How can you call yourself a Christian with all these mistakes you've done me? Man, God's done forgot that stuff. But he takes it out and he beats old Larry to death with it. How can, how, how can I be perfect? But, but that's how we do it. He said, God said to take up his cross daily and follow him. Because yesterday's gone. Today, we got to worry about it today and tomorrow may never be. It'll take care of itself, he said. So if we wake up and we, we do what we're supposed to do, we get into God's word, we worship, we praise him, we, we, can, we can almost we, we can be perfect. When you, when, you, when you die and you go to heaven and God pulls out that book with all the people's name in the book of life, there's not going to be one of them, oops, I did it in that thing. <laughs> Woo, glory. He's not a razor. He don't even remember it. But the devil's going to be nipping on my heels all the way to heaven until I get there. But if I keep doing it daily, day by day, I'm going to make it. It's a promise. Woo, glory. <laughs> it's a promise. Wow. Oh, man. And then today coming from uh, Genesis 3, 13 and 15 is okay. The key story comes from Genesis 3, 13 and 15. Now the devil has done, done divided them, split even Adam from, from, the, from the Garden of Eden and from God. But when he did that, what did he tell old Satan? He said, because you've done this, you're going to be cursed. You're going to have to crawl around in the dust the rest of your life. It's a promise. And then he said, <laughs> this is good. He said, because you've done this, because of your offspring and, the, and this woman's offspring, God is going to bruise your head with his heel. And, he, and his head is going to bruise, bruise Christ's heel when he boom, does it over. Don't stand there. First gospel we ever heard. <laughs> the devil's defeated right there. In the book of Genesis 3, he's defeated right there. Three, three books into the Bible. He's done for. He's done been knocked down. He is. The victory's ours. Oh. The victory's ours, man. Oh. 
Now, how does this move? In, in Genesis 3 and 13 through 15, we have a promise there that God's going to do that. He said, Eve, Eve said to the Eve said to the serpent that the serpent had deceived her and she, she ate that fruit. It was his fault. And then God told the serpent that he would crawl on his belly for the rest of his life. And because of his hostility between her and him, that offspring, I just told you what happened. God's words to Satan called him, was called the, I can't pronounce it, prop, prop, Propnegium, or what it means, the first gospel that was ever spoken. He, he told him right there, he was going to be defeated. Defeated. Now in the Old Testament, this verse, what it means, it means is a beacon for hope for the people in the whole Old Testament. That verse right there would be, be hopeful. All right, he's defeated. Now we, we have hope now. We don't, we don't have to be destroyed forever. To Satan, that's when he declared war against Satan. Going to defeat you, buddy, right there, third chapter. In climaxing his condemnation in Romans 16 and 20, the God who brings peace will soon defeat Satan and give you power over him. We heard that this morning. God has defeated Satan and given us power over him. When, when Christ was uh, uh, crucified on that cross for three days, he went to hell. He took, he took the keys from Satan and said, you're not going to bind my people anymore. I'm going to set them free. Christ sets us free from sin right then. He did. He defeated Satan right there. He did it. You're free if you will accept Christ, if you'll accept it. Him is your Savior. He, he, you're free from the bondage of sin right there. It's, he's real. The devil is real. Oh. And to Eve, it was the, the reassurance to her that she was forgiven. She would be forgiven. Now, I want to go to Ezekiel. In his book of Ezekiel, chapter 28, Ezekiel was talking to the king of Tyre. He was telling him he was going to fall because of all the evil that he did and, and everything. And he, he became a rich man, and he, he thought that he, he, he was God. He, he thought he was sitting on a throne. He said, I'm as, I'm as good and as powerful as God. He said, look at me, all this stuff I've got here and everything. And Ezekiel says, boy, you're going to fall. That's the same thing that happened to Satan. You're going to fall like Satan did. And he tells, us, he tells us about that great fall. And starting with verse 12, he said, also... Oops, wrong one. In verse 12, he says, Son of man, 
take up lamentation over the king of Tyre and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, you, you had the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect beauty. He, he's talking about Satan. If Satan was made, he was a beautiful angel. You know, when we talk about Satan, we think about this old red, red-skinned thing with horns and fire coming out of his nose and mouth and everything else. But it was, he was beautiful. He was beautiful. He said, you had, you had the seal of perfection. You were full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden in the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the ruby, the topaz, and the diamond. The beryl, the onyx, the jasper, all kind of diamonds. And the gold, the, the workmanship of your settings and, and sockets was in you on the day that you were created. They were prepared. You were the anointed cherub over covers. And I place you there. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of stones and fire. You were blameless in your ways. From the day you were created until righteousness was found, unrighteousness was found in you by the abundance of your trade, you were internally filled with violence and you sinned. There I have cast you, therefore I have cast you as profane from the mountain of God, and I have destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Your cor your cor corrupt you corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I put you before kings that they may see you. By the multitude of your iniquities and the unrighteousness of your trade, you profane your sanctuaries. Therefore, I brought fire from the midst of you. I have consumed you, and I have turned you into ashes on the earth. The eyes of all who see you. All who know you among peoples, all appalled to all are appalled at you. You have become terrified, and you will cease to be forever. He was a beautiful human being, perfect in all ways. He was a, he was he was a high archangel. He was a cherub over things. Took care of things of God. Walked on the fires of the mountain, up and down the mountains. Why in the world would he want to turn against God? Pride. Pride is what turned him against God. He thought he was so beautiful and he had all this stuff. He, he was over things. He said, man, I'm just like God. That's probably what he was thinking. Pride brought him down. It did. And in the de lesson day in Luke, he said, the Lord describes, no, he fell like lightning. Like a flash. Boom. I know one day I was, the wife and I were at home. I was in the living room. There was a little, just a little bar that separates the living room from the kitchen. And all of a sudden, boom! Felt, felt like the roof blew off of the, off of the house. The lights in the kitchen, poof, sparks flew everywhere. I sit there, and all I said, man, I'm waiting on the smoke and the fire. Lightning done struck the house. Scared to death. And it happened just that quick. What happened? Lightning hit. I got two, had two Bradford pears in the front yard, trees in the front yard. It took one of them, 
blew the roots up out of the ground. It got a little bit of it come into the house, blew that light out, blew a circuit panel out in a computer, blew a pan, uh, circuit panel out in the oven, messed up the heat and air conditioning unit. Forty yards in the backyard, I had a metal ladder stand leaning up against a tree. It hit that thing, went up that ladder, split the bark, and it just poof. Bark stayed on the tree, but it just split. Poof. That's how hard he fell. And it happened just like that. Just like that. That's how hard he hit the ground. Oh, you talk about powerful. Now, that that's powerful. If you, you have lightning strike about 10 yards from you, you go, you ain't, you're just going to look. Oh, boy. Uh, not able to do anything. Mm. But he's real. It's real. Gosh. Why in the, so why, why in the world would he want to fall for that? Thought, he thought he was God. He failed. Lucifer's heart became proud. He, he was not content to worship God. He wanted to be worshipped. He did. He was not content to bow down before God. He wanted to be bowed down too. That's why he fell. Pride. He wanted, he wanted to be like that. Wow. No wonder God hates pride so much. That's what he says in, in Proverbs 6 and 16. That's why he hates pride. No wonder. Look what it does to a person. Satan succumbed to pride. As a result, he was cast out of heaven. And Jesus referred to him. He said, Satan fall like, like lightning from heaven. And when lightning falls, boy, it's something. Satan is, our in, is, is the enemy of God. He hates everything that God stands for, and he, he wants to destroy your soul. That's what he's after. The Lord said, don't worry so much about the one that can destroy the body, but the one that can destroy the soul. And, and he is after you all the time. Just nip that. He, he wants to steal your soul from God so bad he can't stand it. He does. So he's real. From reading all this, he is real. Don't dismiss it. Just don't dismiss it. He wants to take all of the unbelievers to hell and make hell for, uh, for life for the people that do believe in God. He wants to destroy your soul. He does. So don't, dis don't dis dismiss him. Wow. From the Bible's first and final pages, we're confronted with the arrogance of that anti-God anti force of a great cunning power. He is the devil. He's a serpent. He's the strong one. He's, he's a, like a lion, roaring to seek and devour who he can. He's wicked. He's an accuser. He's the god of this age. He's a murderer. He's a prince of the world, the prince of power in the air, Beelzebub, Benal, Belial. He oversees a conglomeration of spiritual forces, principles, powers, domin dominations, thrones, princes, lords, gods, angels, unclean, wicked spirits. He's real. And he's not by himself. He wants to destroy us. Take us to hell. 
He appeared into the garden in the beginning. And in the end, he's going to be cast into the fiery hell, the bottomless pit, to be seen to be no more. Serious students of Scripture have to take this stuff serious. You just can't think it's just some kind of little symbol of evil and put it in a vanilla folder and file it in a file somewhere. He's real. He's real. I acknowledge him, but I worship God. I worship God. I know, I know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. He, he wants to destroy me. He does. Remember back in Mark, I mean Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11. When Jesus started his ministry, he, was, he went out into the desert for 40 days, tempted, tried. Can you remember any of the temptations that he had? What was the first temptation he had? He got hungry. He said, if you're the son of God, change it, turn these stones here into bread. What God say, what Jesus say to him? You do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. What was the second one? Took him to Jerusalem, up on, on, up on a pinnacle, and what did he say? Ma'am? No, he, didn't he tell him to jump? This is where he told him to jump. He said, man, jump down from here. If you're the son of God, you won't, the angels have charge over you, and you won't even bruise your, your heel. And what did Jesus say to him? Don't test the Lord. It's okay to test the Lord. God, you know, he told us to test him. What, what they mean here is don't tempt the Lord. Don't use God to do some kind of foolish thing, act here so that, so that you can, you know, to prove himself. We know who he is. He does that on his own. Don't tempt the Lord. And what was the last one? Yeah. Two before the mouth says, look, all this is mine. I give it to you if you'll do what? Fall down and worship me. What Jesus tell him? Ma'am? No. Where's the Lord thy God only? How could he give, give Jesus what was already his anyhow? Hey, no, all that stuff belongs to you. It didn't belong to him. Oh, he's real. You know, didn't, didn't the disciples say, Lord, teach us how to pray? Did, did Jesus tell them to, uh, Lord, deliver us from this here superstition, uh, you know, where people think that the devil is, is, is not real and all this kind? No. What did he say? He said, deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. He's real. Oh, gosh. He's real. I can't believe 40% of Christians... Well, more than that, because there's 35% that go along with them. Really, there's only 35% of Christians today that believe that the devil is real. Wow. And we wonder why. Why is the church suffering the way it is? Ah, come on. He's real. He's real. 
You're a Christian. You know Israel. You've had many, a lot of battles to fight. Gracious. But, but this is huge. The devil is a defeated devil. He hadn't got a chance. Whew. He would know it. If he would just read the Bible, he would know he's defeated. But that's something he ain't going to do. He ain't going to read the Bible. He would know he's going to lose this thing. I believe he already knows he's going to lose it. Gracious. But the devil's going to defeat him. The victory's been won. The victory's been won. Because it happened. Whenever Christ was crucified on that cross, he, he stomped that old sucker on the head. He said, whoa, this is it. The victory's been won. About like these football games the, the pastor was talking about. The victory's ours. All we got to do is claim it. It's, 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 it's like whatever what led up to this old, old football game that was played today. They done battled. They won the victories over every other team. And what they do today, they play the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, the devil, the, the victory's ours. We know, we know what's going to happen. We do. We're in the playoffs. I'm in the Super Bowl. I am. I'm, I'm headed there. I'm headed to heaven. Woo! Cassius Clay thought he was something. Boy, I tell you, this dope devil, he done been knocked down. And everybody I talked to said, hey, man, he's going to come back any time. When you get knocked down and when you're a boxer, they start counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm close to nine and ten because that trumpet's about to sound, I believe. It's going to sound. Say amen, somebody. That ain't going to scare me. Hallelujah. We ain't got much longer to go. Woo. We're not home yet, children. Just a few more days to labor, and we're going to sit down beside that river. And we're going to praise God for eternity. Woo! But in, while I'm in this Super Bowl, I know that when I'm running toward that goal, he's going to knock that ball flap out of my hand. I'm going to fumble. What do the teammates tell these guys when they do that? Shake it off, man. And they'll give him that, that burn ball again to take off running again. And that's what we got to do. Pick it up. Keep going. He's real. Don't give up. He wants you to give up. I don't know what kind of battles you're fighting today, but he sure wants you to give up. Uh-uh. I know who's going to win this thing. Whoa. It's, it's like, like a story a fellow wrote in his book right here. He had a friend lived out in the country on a farm. And there, there was a family of cats out there. That mama cat, she went out there, and she, she, she'd torment this little old mouse to death and wear that dad burn sucker out to where he couldn't hardly stand up and take it to her kittens and teach them, say, hey, now you got, you got to go get this sucker, fight this sucker right here. Well, you know what that mouse did? He, he was wore a slap out. He just stood up on his hind legs and showed his old claws and his teeth. And said, Shh. He was trying to be something that he wasn't. They didn't have to worry about that rascal. That's the same way the devil is. He'll come around here hissing at you, trying to make you think that you don't have a chance. You, you can defeat that rascal. What it is, those kittens didn't even have to fight a battle. 
Mama done fought in the battle. All they had to do was snow on that thing. So God's going to fight our battles. The victory's ours. Turn it over to him. What's in the way? Woo, glory. <laughs> Keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Oh, gracious. Yes, I'm going to fumble that ball. But I know where the gold line's at. There is some, some fellas that want to take up here some trail bike riding, you know. Trail bike riding, not the. And the first course they had was targeting. They said, man, you're going down this trail right here. If you, if you start something over here, something on the side, more than likely you're going to run into that sucker. So keep your eyes on the path. So if you smell something over here that smells bad, it's going to be the old devil. So just, just take your eyes off of him, put your eyes on the, on the path of Christ and follow him to heaven. He said, the gate is wide, but the path is narrow. We've got to get on that narrow path and keep our eyes on him and keep fighting and kicking and gnawing and gum him to death if we have to and get to heaven. I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I'm going to make it. Yes. It's yours. He's offering it to you. He's paid the price. All you got to do is say yes to him. And you can become a heir, a son of God or daughter. You accept him in your heart and life. There's nothing down here that satisfies me like Christ does. It might satisfy me a little while, but I'm going where I'm going to be fed forever. Oh, boy. Woo! Think about it. When I get there, if the way to fight this old circuit, you know, is, is to read your Bible, pray, and worship, and praise God. And he'll flee from you. He said he would. Resist him, he'll flee. So we've got to have a little something up here. Of course, I've been forgotten more than I ever learned, but i got something up here. i got enough to get me to heaven, put it that way. i got a reserve tank. And God's going to see that I make it to heaven. I'm, going, I'm on my way. Wow. We're going to make it. He's real. So when he comes around, you're going through these trials where he's fighting you physically, spiritually, mentally. Just hang on to God. Just hang on. You got to. You made a promise last, last Sunday when you passed that baton. You said, I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to run the race. I'm going to make it. Remember, we're going to make it. The battle's been fought. The battle's been won. This morning he said, don't rejoice rejoice in all this old stuff down here. Or, or, or he told those disciples not to rejoice in healing people and everything, but to rejoice more because your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, written in the blood of God. The price has been paid. It's paid. I know I wasn't supposed to preach this. I was supposed to teach it. Uh, are you learning? I hope so. If you don't, he's going to get mad at me. But I, I can't help it, brother. I can't help it. I was quiet all my childhood. I was quiet all my childhood. Didn't say much. But when God touched me, <laughs> he did something. He did. He did something. 
He lit, he, you talk about an eternal flame. I got one, I think. <laughs> it won't go out. The devil can't snuff it out. But God is real also, my friend. He's the one that created all this world and everything that is in it. You can look around. I hear, hear every, most people I talk to today, they say, well, he's coming back soon. You can feel it in the air. I can almost hear that trump sound, that old shout. Graves bust open. <laughs> I can't hardly wait. Man. I'm so tired. I'm going to get me a new body. <laughs> Woo! No needle marks. No more taking insulin. Woo, glory. <laughs> I'm going to have a good one. And I'm going to praise him for eternity. 10,000 years and be praising just as the first day I got there. What a day. Those are my two favorite songs. The king is coming. What a day that'll be. Oh. Oh. No more devil. <laughs> for, for, forget the heartache, pain. No more devil. No more devil. <laughs> Amen. He's going to be cast into the bottomless pit forever. Amen. Well, well, this is the introductory. You ready for us now? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, just, just, just remember, he is real. No devil's real. Acknowledge him, but don't pay him any attention. Whenever he comes around, you can smell that old stench. Just tell him to get you behind me, for I'm a child of God. I'm going to heaven. Amen. Pastor, would you close us in prayer?